everybody and welcome to This Woman Can. I am your host Janice Sutherland, career strategist for professional women of colour over 40 who want to realign their careers with their values and priorities. Now my guest today, my guest today is Tanya Marie Dixon. Now I'm going to do her bio, the first line of her bio as she describes herself. So <laughs> sexy mom of a rambunctious five-year-old, a life design coach to moms and a soon to be birth educator and doula who is all about living holistically. Now, Tanya works ex with executive moms who no longer know what they are, who they are, should I say, post-pregnancy and feels like they've lost control over their life. She hails from the beautiful Republic of Trinidad and Tobago, but has made Dominica her home away from home for the last six years. Now, Tanya, I love the folks on Executive Moms because back when I started out my career, there were such mixed messages around working moms. So I'm really keen to talk to you about this. So before I get into the real meat of the conversation, tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are right now. Hmm. <laughs> Well, this journey has been a very weird one with many pathways, you know, like when you stand in the forest and should I go here? Should I go there? <laughs> it's been very confusing, but I'm here now as a life coach, a life design coach and a birth educator and doula in training. And I got here because I would say flat out, I needed help. Right. I got, I got to this point as a corporate mom feeling stressed out and tired feeling confused about whether or not I loved what I was doing or not. Yeah. And I just felt like I can't make these decisions anymore. I just feel scattered and foggy. Right. And I wanted help. I wanted a coach. I was there scrolling online, looking for coaches, <laughs> trying to, and I'm going to be honest, trying to find, you know, those valuable, free, valuable information that can yeah. help me, yeah. you know, help myself. Yeah. And I don't know, came across Journey, a coaching school. Right. I'm like, but Tanya, you don't want to be a coach. You want to find a coach. <laughs> but then at the same point in time, I just started to remember everyone who I worked with because I worked at management level. Right. You know, always coming to me for things beyond the work. Right, right, right. So I said, but I've always been coaching then. It seems as though I've always been, you know, providing space. Mm -hmm. you know, helping, empowering people. And so I said, probably this is a way to help myself and as well, you know, help people. I always like helping people. Right. right. That's when I, I started that journey of training with Journey. <laughs> it's so funny to say that, starting that journey with Journey. And I became a certified life coach. Okay. And when it comes to training for doula and birth educator, I've always, I've always been obsessed with birthing right right I had a natural birth yeah. at my house no medication it was the most it was the most awakening experience yeah. and so I just felt like I need to be in that field I need to be right. in that industry right. right right so I can really hear the motivators there for for you but one of the challenges I find a lot of women have who are transitioning traditionally I suppose out of corporate into some other field be that be what that may is that they have a lot of challenges a lot of fears or concerns about doing that doing that transition so what was the biggest fear or concern for you when you were making that move from corporate to where you are now 
I'll be very honest. And I think this is what a lot of women, I think we share the same thing. <laughs> Am I going to make money? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Am I going to make money? Am I going to be, especially the high achieving corporate woman, mm. am I going to be able to sustain, maintain, be independent? Mm-hmm. That was number one on the list. And then number two for me was, what are they going to say? Mm. You know, how can you be, how can you just leave management at a casino or somewhere else and just be a doula? You know, it's so opposite. Yes. What are they going to say about you? You know, that was, those are my fears. And I still battle with them today. Okay. Okay. I agree with you totally. There's a few more to add to that. But the money one is definitely a big thing. And one of the things I talk to women about is, but you talk about what you're going to lose financially, but there's more to life than wealth. And what will you gain by following something that is more aligned or realigned to what you do? Because I talked to him about realigning their careers. Because like mm-hmm. yourself, you said you had this passion and calling, but you had to have this battle with yourself in order to decide um, yeah. where to go, what next steps, what next steps to what next steps to take. So, so Tanya, what do you think was unique for you about? pivoting about making that change or you know or or say the challenge the biggest challenge you faced the biggest challenge Hmm. (laughs) ah I think it's always mindset yeah it's always mindset I could have the money aspect is like you said you weigh the pros and the cons Mm -hmm. okay I have money but I am so worn out Mm -hmm. I'm not motivated in this place and then you, you can envision yourself and you see the dream and that's, you, you actually feel it. You know, that's, that's what I want. You know, you actually start to drool because you know, that's what you want. But the monkey mind. Mm. Yeah. What will they say? How long is this going to take? It's just a lot of the ifs mm. and the buts. Mm. Mm. So that has always been my challenge. I think that's everyone's challenge and it doesn't even matter if it's career or personal life, you know, you face that monkey mind of, should I do this? I mean, if I do this, what's going to happen? It could never be good. Oh my God, why would I do this? And that's how the mind works, especially when it's something completely new. And that's the next thing, you know, you're jumping into something new. You ask yourself, am I, am I skilled enough to even do this? Should I go get some training? What should I do? So it, it, it's a lot of confusion, yeah. but it's good confusion. <laughs> it's good. It's scary, but good. So, so, so t- looking at all that, how did you get past it? Because, you know, you still have to. Mm-hmm. Those voices in your head, you're in a mean girl, or you've got the monkey, monkey mind. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how did you get past that? How did you convince yourself that this is the right move for you? Okay. Well, for me, it has a lot to do with journaling. And journaling with certain prompts of asking myself, is this true? Mm. I've started doing that a lot. Like every time I get that, hey, what are you doing? (laughs) This cannot happen. It's not going to happen. I always remind myself, listen, my mind is just doing what the mind does. It's just trying to protect me. It's just trying to protect me. It's trying to keep me safe. But I have to say, hey, and I actually actually named the voices in my head. Right. (laughs) I named the voices in my head. I said, hey, Frankie. Yeah, we're doing this. And this is because I know that this is not going to be the result. Yeah, This hasn't happened to me before. 
Let's try it. Let's see what happens. Mm. So, and I did that through a lot of journaling, putting my feelings out onto the paper, how I feel about things, why I feel about things, big in detail, you know, probably why I'm procrastinating on doing this. That's how I started doing it. As well as what really helped me was manifesting, like writing. Okay. Okay. I would actually write out my dream, seeing myself in yeah. that dream and, and seeing myself achieving that goal. Yeah. And um, yeah, what it would be like, you know? Okay. 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 So you, you did all that manifestation. You did all the journaling. You made the decision that was right for you. But what do you wish you had known, Tanya, before you started out on this reinvention? <sighs> what did I wish <laughs> I would have known? That's a good question. Immediately, my mind is going to to kids. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Um, that's probably what would I change. But right. what I wish I would have known. Yes. That's a that's a good question. Probably, I wish I would have known um how long it really takes to establish yourself. Right. You know. Right. To get a business going to where it's you know established where it's uh, consistent flow mm. of income mm. and and even then just knowing that really what business is about because especially in the field that I'm in you may find that this month you made 10k mm. next month five mm. I think learning how business you know flows that there are months right. where it's higher income lower income you know and 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 learning to be comfortable with that right 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 yeah. I wish I, I learned that and knew that before. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Learn okay. to be comfortable with the flow of business. Yeah. It's all part of the pro it is all part of the process because you're just learning all over again. Mm-hmm. You know, read just learning all over, you know, over again. So what did you you talked about obviously people what will people say, you know, money and stuff like that. But what did you really fear the most about changing careers? What did I fear the most? Yeah. What, what would people say? I thought people would think that I'm a fake. A fake? Yeah. Okay. Tell me more about well, that. Well, moving from a role in management, um, in business um, operations, a bit of marketing, and then all of a sudden I've become this, uh, a light worker, a coach, you know, a more, on more on the spiritual side. I've softened. Hmm. Being in the management role, I was much more... I guess much more hard. Right. I had to carry myself a certain way and, you know, hide the real me, which was a very sensitive, soft person. Mm. Mm. You know, so I always felt that, okay, now is my time to be me. Right. Now is my time to just align with who I really am. Right. But they're going to say, well, she's a fake. What is she doing? Mm. You know, they're going to say, but she doesn't know anything about us. She's a manager. She yeah. doesn't know how to coach anyone or to, to, to help someone through birth. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that, that, that word fake. Yeah. So it sounds like authenticity was very important to you. I know it's a banded around word, but there's no other word for it. We all know what it means, <laughs> um, but it sounds like authenticity was um, very important to you, I suppose. And what I'm hearing is probably authenticity to yourself, to be authentic, authentically you, but also mm. to be seen as authentic by the people that were around, what were around, were around you. Yes. Why do you think that was so important? 
well for a long time I was not being true to myself yeah and I don't think anyone can do that for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. You know, you it just, it goes from, okay, I got to do this. I got to be this way, you know, to be accepted. And then it just really starts to pile on. Right, right. It becomes right. really a burden and stressful to be yeah. someone you are not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there comes the explosion. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, so how did how so how does that kind of I suppose manifest itself? How did you know this is what was happening? You know, that there's all this on alignment or you know, misalignment was happening with you. What well, was I always felt it. Yeah. I always I always felt it, you know, being in, in, in management and you know, having um, a boss who would tell you do something a certain way. But you don't agree being afraid to speak up, being afraid that, you know, your opinions are not valued. Mm. So I always felt that sort of way, you know, and even with people, partners, you know, and friends, you always hold back, always thinking, well, your thoughts, your ideas are not good enough, you know. But then I I found (laughs) when I started to get onto that journey of, you know, working on myself, I started to rebel a bit. Hmm. in very simple ways I'm known to be a workaholic I started to cut off I would be like okay it's four o'clock time to go home Hmm. I had a boss that would blow up my phone 11 11 o'clock in the night 12 midnight I started to cut it off and I and I felt so much ease in doing it you know I started to dress differently I never liked the professional wear Right. It's just not for me going to the Hmm. office with a shirt a tie and uh, you know and a, a long pants or it was just never for me. And so I started to see myself, you know, dressing up sort of my way, but yeah, still keeping it, you know, together. Mm-hmm. I started to rebel in little ways. I call it rebel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little ways, yeah. you know. Can you come to the office today on a Saturday? No, I have to spend time with my child. <laughs> right, 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 right. But, and I, I didn't feel that fair anymore to say these things, mm. especially when I told myself, but nobody's forcing you to do this. Mm. I didn't hear my boss tell me you have to do this yeah 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 so I had to tell myself this is all on you you can't blame anyone yeah yeah I think I think we sometimes forget that we have choice mm-hmm. we have more choice than we give ourselves and we than we give ourselves um or than we tell ourselves should I say because as you said your boss is ringing up you have a choice to answer it or not mm-hmm. now I know we're thinking what will it look like but you know is it reasonable or unreasonable Mm-hmm. You know, 11 o'clock at night is unreasonable. Nobody could really argue with that, you know, but we have you a choice. So. <laughs> well, we, yeah, we, yeah, we know, we know, uh, but you know, but we, but we do, we do have, we do have choice. So mm-hmm. thanks for sharing that, Tanya. But what would you say was the most difficult part of your transition and what would have made that aspect of your journey easier? Yeah, my child. <laughs> <laughs> Having a child and, and trying to start something new um, as a woman and as a default parent is difficult. Right. And um, I think for me, it's, it's, it's difficult because of my plans as well for my family and my child. Right. You know, so I'm starting a business, but I want to homeschool. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm having to spend a lot more time with my mm. child. Mm. I'm spending a lot more time, you know, caring for this child, 
teaching this child, entertaining this child, mm. and I'm trying to start a business. Yes, yes. So, you know, I would say, boy, if I could have just done this before I had a baby, I, I would have. <laughs> I really would have. I really would have. But at the same time, I have to say, doing it this way is really, really helpful because having her around really reminds me and keeps me on track then. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, it keeps me on track. Knowing that I have made that decision to homeschool, I cannot go back to corporate. Mm -hmm. This is what I need to put my energy and my efforts into. I'm not giving up. This right. is what I'm doing. Right. You know? Right. So I would Excellent. say yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, one of the things we do have uh, and the things we don't like to talk about, but we should talk about because, you know, in the world of social media, we're always talking about our successes. We're always talking about how shiny and everything, fab how every fabulous everything is. <laughs> but, you know, for me, failure plays a, fa a fantastic part in our journey. And there's so much to be learned from our failures. So how has failure made a positive difference in your life, Tanya? But I'm going to tell you this. Honestly, Janice, I just don't think I've failed at anything. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you. I see it more as, how do I say this? I've quit. I've, I've quitted things. Is that a word? I quit things. Yeah, yeah. In the past. But I quit them because they were just not serving me anymore. Right. And so I, I don't see it as, as failure. You know, I don't see me leaving that job or probably starting that course and not finishing it, or, you know, whatever it may be. I don't really see it as, as failure. I made a choice to, like, give up. Right, right. And it's because, for me, most mm. of the things, it just was not serving me. I think I made a decision to even go into it not being honest with myself, not right. being true to myself. Yeah. And then there, there must come that point where you say, well, this is not, it's just not aligned. It's mm. just not me. Mm. So mm. I'm going to give up. I'm going to quit. I'm going to, you know, that's, I, I just don't feel like I have failures in my, right. in my life. Right. Excellent. I hear that. I hear maybe that. I, maybe I should say I see it like lessons. I don't know, but <laughs> I, I, when honestly, when I thought about that question is like, what, what, I don't, I don't know what I failed at. Mm. I I don't know. I can't put my my finger on anything that I've failed at. Okay, then you're probably more fortunate than mother most. You think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fail? Have you failed at stuff, Janice? What oh, what, what God, would you lots, say you failed lo at? Lots of things. Um, I have failed in jobs. I've failed exams. I've failed driving tests. What do you mean you failed in jobs? Um, I failed in jobs when they just it. it I worked a lot in the sales arenas. So, you know, hitting targets was always, hitting targets was always paramount in what I did. So being in those arenas, you didn't hit targets, you failed. You know, you, 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 you failed, you failed. That's, that's how it is, that's how it is. Now, I always used to tell myself I'd failed at marriage in my first marriage. But when I, re -look, when I look back at it and reframe it, actually it was just the wrong person. So I no longer say that because I'm happily mm -hmm. married much longer from, from, you know, to a fantastic man. And we've been together for years. So I just see that as being the wrong person. So I can understand when you talk about reframing things, 
you know, mm-hmm. but there are definitely things that I've, I, there's definitely things I've failed at. Not probably not huge things when I look back at it, but there are things I probably could have done differently um, if I take a slight different action. So it didn't go to plan. Yes, as a lesson, but it didn't meet the objective. So I failed the objective. I still don't know. I mean, I keep going back to your example of feeling at sales. And sometimes I think that's just, that's probably that, that company's standard, um, you know, when it comes to that's their target for selling mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Mm-hmm. I just feel like a lot of times we see failure um, or how do we say this? We describe our failures in comparison to something. Hmm. what if that just was not for you why do we have to say and use that strong word i failed if you get what i'm coming from i hear what you're saying i hear what you're saying i hear what you're saying so that's how i that's how i think of it you know i I mean look at the job you have now sales was sales a thing for you would you say um, yeah i stayed in sales i stayed in sales my my whole my whole career has been sales you know, mm. even doing um, being CEO was commercial. It was about selling and making money. That's so have you, commercial. but you're doing it differently now compared to when you failed at those other jobs. Yeah, I mean, it's a different environment. I take the learnings. What do I do differently? You know, what, what would I do differently this time around? I failed, doing it, I failed doing it that way. But what can I learn from it to do it differently next time to succeed next time? So you say that you know more. It's I know more. I know more. I know, and I know a different way to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. not afraid. So we can only to try. do what we can with yeah. what we know. Yeah, I'm not afraid to try something different right. or take a di- or take a different tact. I think so, that's key right. to failure too. Like we can only do what we can with what we have and yeah. what we know. Yeah, and I always tell people to all tell women to work with what we've got. Yeah. So that's so that's what that's what you when do. you know more and you know better, you'll do better. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I guess that's why I don't see it as failure. I just think yeah. you did what you can. Yeah. and we break for a quick word from our sponsors it's not easy to make a mid-career change and it can be even harder if you don't know what or where to start if we could go back in time and give our younger selves some advice about how to find happiness in our careers we would tell ourselves that the key is finding work that matches your values but in reality life gets in the way and our career needs become secondary and when we do feel to make a change in our life we hesitate and for most women this can be a stressful time as they tell themselves they can't change because of finances or maybe they'll fail doing something new Change Your Career at the Financial Fear is my free five-day program that helps women take control of their careers and life by helping them see the real cost of staying stuck versus taking action towards reaching their goals. This isn't another money mindset program. This is about taking the time to redefine how you think about your personal and professional value and by investing time in yourself now so you can confidently make the best possible decisions for your future sooner rather than later. This program will open your eyes to what it's really costing you to stay stuck and get practical steps to accelerate towards your goal. The program runs monthly and you can register by visiting JaniceSutherland.com. And now back to this week's episode. So Tanya, what advice would you share with any women embarking on their own transition or or looking to change careers or make that move out of corporate into something entirely different? I think you should definitely take time to work on yourself, you know, before even making that move. And I, I'm, I don't, I'm not the type to, 
um, how do I say? Let's don't, don't rush. Right. I, I think it's really important that you become still and you really think about what you want. Hmm. You know, what do you need? Yeah. And um, yeah, work on yourself. Think about the things that you want and you need in your life. Don't right. rush and decide to just, you know, apply for a new job or quit your job and start your new business and take your time and really figure out where you are and where do you want to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that and, um, can happen in many ways. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, you know, <laughs> share with us share some of the ways that can happen. I mean, just, I guess, taking more time to, and time for solitude, time for thinking and journaling, mm. you know, really mapping out where you are. Look, it could be looking at your finances so you'll know how you can make a move. Am I going to leave this job and just mm -hmm. start a business? Mm. It could be finding time now to, you know, get a coach yeah. and start coaching or go to a therapist and start therapy. Mm. I think you just really need to work on yourself and figure out, you know, where you are and where you want to be. Yeah. I think that's a place where a lot of women get stuck though. It's that, it's that, you know, I know, I kind of know where I am right now, but I have no idea where I want to be. Yeah. And that can be, that can always be a big challenge. I think that's why there are coaches and there are people like you. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. We, yes, definitely. You know, that can really help you co-create co with you. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it's ever that you, you don't know what you want or need. Yeah. 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 It's there. It's within you. It's definitely there. You just haven't been asked the right questions. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what a coach does for you. A coach is going to prove. Yeah. You know, sometimes you may not like it, but exactly. it helps. Exactly. It definitely exactly. helps you to get make decisions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So th thanks for sharing that with us. So Tanya, share this a success quote or a mantra that you use and why it's meaningful to you. <laughs> well, right now I'm stuck on... Um, Octavia Rahim's. It's from her new book, I would think, yes. And it says, there's growth in stillness. Okay. Yeah. And that's because um, I went through two severe burnouts. Right. In my time of, you know, working corporate. And that's because I just never understood what it means to be still, to take right. time to rest, to yeah. rejuvenate. And I have been consciously working on that since I've left corporate and started my business. And it's something right. that I love helping women with as well. Mm. We, need to, we need to understand and feel okay with being still. We need to know the benefits of being still. You know, something I have to remind myself, you know, we're in this the system, the society that always tells us that productivity is busyness. Mm. Mm. And I no longer believe that. Right. I, no, I no longer buy into that hustle culture, that grind culture, go, 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 because it doesn't necessarily mean productivity. Mm. It's true. Rest is also a productive thing to do. Mm. Your body needs rest. Mm. You need that to be able to be more creative at whatever you're doing, to be able to solve those problems that come up in our life. Rest is important. And I wish that, you know, more people would know that. Mm. I think we do, but it's just so hard to go against the green, to go against what everybody else is saying. 
mm. you know, which is go, go, go. If you rest, you're lazy. It's true. It's true. It's true. I, I, I definitely, I definitely hear, hear what you mean by that. Hear what you mean by that. So what do you think, Tanya, holds some women back from going for their goals? Mindset. I think everything is mindset. Yeah. Everything is mindset. The imposter syndrome, not believing in yourself, you know, I think that's what holds us back. I think what can also hold back women, especially, could be support, you know, not having that support, especially if you have a lot of responsibilities, a lot of things on your plate, you know, and then you have these goals that, you know, in your heart burning and you want to achieve, but not having that support would probably, you know, someone to look after your kids, someone to make that dinner, someone to do those errands, someone at work that you can say, hey, could you, you know, finish off that file for me you'd find yourself having to you know stick to those obligations so that and, and pushing your passions aside mm. pushing your goals aside mm. so I would I, say imposter syndrome and, and definitely support and now I hear that about the support but one of the things I've often come across or um, I often come across is that as women we're not very good at asking for that support no now we believe it should be obvious that we need the support can't you see how hard i'm working can't you see what i'm doing why aren't you helping me why do i have yes. to ask but um those three little letters that ask that's another three letter word um mm -hmm. you know it can be very it can be very debilitating if we're not adept at asking it at using mm -hmm. it should i say i've tripped up there um and, and using it but so i think we have to take some responsibility to ask what we want, because my husband will often remind me, I am not a mind reader. He'll tell me I'm not a mind reader. I don't know what you want. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So, so how can women ask for what they want more? Well, first of all, don't be demanding. I have, I, I believe a lot of us um, women, you know, leaders, uh, executives, corporate women, we have a way of being demanding. I think it comes from the bitterness and resentment we feel like, you know, around, can't you see I need help? Don't you see me working hard? But first of all, don't be demanding. And I think if you don't know what you want, then how do I say this? If you're not sure what you want help with, probably you can ask someone, how can you help me? How can you take some load off of me? You may not know that, okay, you want someone to, you know, take that laundry and do it for me or, or cook a meal. You may not know because you're so overwhelmed. You're so mm -hmm. scattered. Mm -hmm. But Ask then that, that partner, that, that child, that friend, how can you help me take a load off? What can you do for me? What's possible for you? You know, I think that's key um, when it comes to asking um, for help. Yeah, I think a lot of us, we don't know. Yeah, we just don't know what to ask, what, what to ask for. Right, right. Because we're always wondering as well, are you capable of doing it like me? I think we always have that in our head. Are you capable of, are you going to do it the right way? Are you yeah. going to do it like me? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and that's the next thing. We need to just let go, mm. let go, mm. let go. Yeah. You're not the only one who can do something. Yeah. yeah. And somebody your else can not, do it. Yeah. Your way isn't always the right way. Exactly. You know, and the objective is if you have a task that has to be done, it, the, what's the objective? It's not how it's done. It's the output or the outcome right. you're looking for. That's what yeah. that's where your focus should be. Not perfectionism. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. 
exactly exactly so tanya we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fast forward you go back into years and you've had a great business and all that kind of stuff things gone really really well so what advice would you give your 75 year old self i will not be giving my 75 year old self any advice <laughs> i'm definitely going to tell her girl it's just time to really enjoy yourself like even more if you need to figure out something, go within. You have all the answers. Go within and listen. That's it. I'm not about to tell my 75-year-old self <laughs> anything. <laughs> uh, I just truly believe that everything is really within us. You don't really need anyone to tell you what to do or to give you advice. You just need to listen to your intuition. Right, right. And trust it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. So we're coming down to our last couple of questions. I'll get you out of the hot mm -hmm. seat. So if you could choose your own mentor, who would it uh, be and why? Boy, wow, wow, wow. I've been having a lot of trouble these days looking for a mentor. But I think um I'm gonna start with my why. My why would I would be looking for a financial um like or wealth manager or someone who can right. help me mm. with my finances so i would look for a mentor that can help me with that and the only person that i've been you know really stuck on lately um what's her name uh they call her the budget mister right Not sure if you came I've you know across across. yes 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 tiffany yeah. tiffany the budget mister i think it's alicia is her last name um get good with money she wrote that book um, I just really enjoy her lives on social media. Mm. I love mentors who are so giving, right. you know, and they're not holding back. They're giving you, even though they have books, they have ways for you, for them to, to earn money or to get money from you. Mm. They still give so much value. She had so many lives. Up to last night, she had one about um, the value of coaching. And why we should invest in ourselves, invest in having a coach. And I was like, wow, this is great. She talks about how to budget, how to invest. You know, these are things that, that I am really interested in. So I would say her, Tiffany, mm -hmm. the budget minister, and definitely Octavia Rahim because of her openness about rest. Right, right. And going through what I went through and wanting to find peace of mind in in liking rest and loving rest, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would say those two. Um, yes, I think um, Octavia also teaches regenerative yoga. Okay. I'm very much, I'm into yoga a lot. So yes. Excellent. Excellent. So Tanya, what are the three things you learned about yourself during your career? I'm a perfectionist. Okay. <laughs> I'm way too concerned with the bells and the whistles. <laughs> and um, I think this goes back to the authentic self. I'm way too concerned with the, the, the bells and the whistles. And I forget that, sometimes I forget that people are, are much more concerned with you. Mm. You know, learning more about you and who you are. Yeah, they're not concerned with all that graphic arts that you may do on your on your social media posts. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're really concerned with getting to know you and like you and trust you. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Um, I would say yes, that for sure. I'm a perfectionist when it comes to those things. Um, of course, people pleasing goes with that as well. I've learned a lot in terms of like pricing and, you know, trying to work with people. Oh my, I've made many mistakes there. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just love to help. I love to help. And I find myself sometimes, um, well, in the past, not anymore. I would lower rates, mm. you know. And I said to him, I'm thinking this is going to be helpful, but I've learned that others looking in can see that as, you know, your service is not valuable. Mm. You know, they yeah. can see that you are not aligned. Mm. You know, you don't know your worth. Yes. Yeah. So that's the third thing. I, um, second thing, sorry, that I would, I would say I've learned. And um, the third thing, mm, being a workaholic, being a recovering, <laughs> being a recovering burnout, mm. like, um, a burnouty. Um, is constant work. Right. You can easily slip back into that. Yeah. Yeah. I am obsessed with, I can sit for hours working on something and forget to eat lunch, mm-hmm. forget to take a break, you know, ignore everyone around me. So it takes, uh, I have to be very conscious, you know, set, yeah. set, a, set an alarm on my phone, um, tell someone to come and get me and remind me to eat lunch or, you know, that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. So I've, I've learned those three things for sure. Okay. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So my last question, mm-hmm. where would we find you on a Saturday morning at 10 a.m. typically? Oh, I love the market. I love Whole Foods. <laughs> love, I love, I just love the market, the colorful market. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody having conversations. In Dominica, they speak Creole. So yeah. they're speaking, you know, Creole. And yes, they speak English over there. A few cuss words. Yes, we know. But yeah. it's just the energy. I love the market. I love shopping for fresh food. And I love um, as well, you'd find me home, probably cleaning my space because I'm, I'm, okay. I'm big on that as well. Okay. I love okay. clearing space, cleaning. Excellent. Excellent. So thank you so much for sharing with us today. So if people want to get to know more about what you do or where to find, how can they find you? Oh, well. I am a big fan of, of, of IG. I love IG, but I'm on all the other platforms as well, Facebook and Instagram. On Facebook, you can find me at Coach Tanya Dixon. On IG, you can find me at Moms on Their Own Terms. Okay, yeah? like that name. Moms on Their Own Terms. <laughs> and LinkedIn, Tanya Dixon, of course. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you can look for me there. Um, I'm all, I'm on all platforms. <laughs> for fabulous, now. fabulous, fabulous. So Tanya, thank you so much for your time today. It was great having a chat with you. And um, good luck thank with you. all your endeavors. Thank you so much. And good luck to you as well. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> so that was my interview with the wonderful Tanya Dixon. And I love how transparent she was talking about that change from um, the challenge she faced from on, from corporate to entrepreneurship. And I know we all talk about, or I talk about a lot, um, changing careers, pivoting careers, um, you know, leaning into your passions. But in all honesty, it's not always that easy. It's not that straightforward, but it can be easier if you have a little more foresight and a little more planning which is what I do and it is why I work with women on a day-to-day basis just to help them over that plateau, that challenge or when they think they can't do it 
or they struggle or to get them out of their stuckness. All those are real valid points. And um, in my current session of Change Your Career Without the Financial Freer, the free five-day program I run for women, it's one of the things that come that comes up that women are talking to me and saying they feel like they've been in this situation all the, for a long, long time and they feel stuck. One woman shared she'd been in the situation for the past 12 years, feeling unsettled about her career. And she wondered whether it was too late now to change. Now, my answer to that is it's never too late. And the fact that you're now taking action means the time is right for you to take action. Maybe you weren't in the right headspace, the right mindset at the time to make that change. But by each of these women actually joining up for that program just to get some insight into what it takes or how they've been getting in their own way with their own career change is a step in the, in the right direction. Now, as I said, um, I run the program every month and the next cohort is in January, if you listen to this in real time. But you can always head over to my website, JaniceSutherland.com, to, to register for the next date of Change Your Career Without a Financial Fear. Free five-day program. Um, I will show you or help you understand what it is that's keeping you stuck. And more importantly, the cost of you being stuck and help you take action to make that step in your next career, your next career pivot, transition, change, whatever you want to call it. So head over to my website, JanniceSutherland.com, sign up for the next registration. And I really look forward to meeting you um, online, virtually, um, as we work together. And remember, as always, I always say, if I can, you can, this woman can, take care until next time.